Hello and welcome to another episode of I Know I Love, the podcast where I, Kevin, talk about all of the things that I know that I love in the world of entertainment, from films to television shows to music and, of course, the occasional video game. So today um, we're returning to film and I am so excited to talk about today's movie because it is easily within, like, I think it might be within my top three films of all time. Like, it's that it's that high up for me. And it has just had throughout my life, it's from my discovery of it to when I was, you know, in high school and college and now currently, it just still has this just long lasting impact on my life for so many reasons um, in the best way. And I've taught, I mean, this is a film that I could literally talk about like for all the time. I, I quote it all the time. Uh, I've, you know, talked to several friends about it throughout the years and just, I, I don't know anybody that doesn't like the film. Um, I don't know that I can associate with anyone that doesn't like the film because it's so good. And it's like, this is, this film is just so important for me. So the movie we're going to be talking about today is 1995's Clueless written and directed by Amy Heckerling. And it is just a phenomenal comedy, a phenomenal teen comedy. Um, and I'm just going to jump right into just the sort of background of the film and then my overall discovery of it. And then we'll discuss the standout components as usual. So let's get right down to it. So like I said, the film was written and directed by Amy Heckerling, the amazing Amy Heckerling, who is also known for um, other films like Fast Times at Ridgemont High, uh, Look Who's the Little Who's Talking trilogy, which I love, and um, to the 2000s Loser. And there's just a lot of um, comedies that she's done and covered throughout the years. Um, it's been a long time, actually, since she's directed a comedy film, so I really miss her. Um, and I just think that uh, she's just a really great director and really great writer, as evidenced by this film, Clueless. And so my discovery overall of this film um, actually happened, I still actually remember because it was really quick. But I remember, I don't remember the movie it was, but I remember like watching a video like in the 90s because I would have been probably about 10 when this movie actually came out. And I remember um, like watching a, a video and this was like a trailer for the movie, whatever movie I was watching. And I don't even remember that movie. I just remember the trailer of Clueless because I remember it was just like any trailer I'd seen before and it just... It was the first time I'd ever really, um, it was just so quick witted. It was unlike anything I'd ever seen. It was the first time I'd really seen like a film dedicated to like the subject matter of like teenagers in high school. And like in the trailer, they're talking in ways that like I had never heard like teenagers talk like before. Like their speech was kind of elevated and smart and articulate and clever. And that just really spoke to me as like, you know, a nine or 10 year old watching that trailer. And I was like, what is this movie looks really funny. Like, I don't know why I don't really understand it, all of it. Cause you know, I'm young and this is like high school level, you know, movie, but I knew that like, I just had to see it. And so it was probably like probably a year or so, um, after it already been out, like on video and everything that I remember just, I don't know if I rented it or somehow we had the film on video, and I remember watching it and just, I was like glued to the screen, like from the opening of the film, just the narration that, that our main character has toward in the film throughout her name is Cher. And that like, it was just like, she's talking to the audience the whole time and it's just so smart. And there's like a million things that are just so funny going on. 
And even stuff that like kind of went over my head at such a young age, like it kind of just ages like a really fine wine as you watch it. Because I mean, there's so many things that like I can watch Clueless again and again as I have and really notice things like I didn't notice before or like a joke becomes even funnier because of other things that I've learned throughout life and things. So it's just that good. Um, and so that was my overall discovery. And so just to kind of summarize what the film is about, cause I'm going on and on about it without even telling you what it's even about if you haven't seen it. So the film stars, um, Alicia Silverstone as Cher Horowitz, who is, um, basically loosely based on Jane Austen's Emma. So she lives in Beverly Hills with her father. Her mother's passed away from, she tells us, from a routine liposuction and and when she was younger and she never really knew her. Um, But there's this like giant mural of the mom in the the mansion that they live in and stuff. Um, And so um, she really likes to see the potential in everything and everyone. Like she really likes to try to see the good in people, um, even if it's not noticeable to everyone, she really notices potential in everything. And um, this can be another person, a certain situation, like her grades, like there's a situation where she gets like low grades and she doesn't think she deserves them. So she works to see, you know, if she can improve upon them. So she really has this habit of like seeing the potential in everything. And this can often, of course, when it comes to other people, This often leads to, of course, her sort of getting involved in other people's problems to help them, quote unquote, whether they're really like asking for that help or not. Like, and so at first it's kind of more about like, you know, she feels good about like doing these things that she thinks are helpful to other people. But over time, she kind of realizes that, you know, sometimes like just accepting people for like who they are is actually the best way to really help them because, you know, we all have our own quirks and that's like a really strong um, equalizer to really realize that. And, and it just kind of brings people closer once you can just like embrace people for like, you know, the crazy that we all have. And so that's kind of the summation of the movie. Um, And she just learns a lot and grows so much as a character, like towards the end of the film as well. And it's just, it's all played out in a really funny, humorous way. Um, because you know, the, the, the scope of high school is kind of like the backdrop of this whole situation and these characters. And that I think is just so clever. So the film also stars, uh, Stacy dash plays her best friend, Dion and, um, her father Mel is played by a Dan Hedaya. And then of course the late Brittany Murphy plays Ty, who ties, um, basically this new girl at shares school, who's kind of like not used to this sort of like really rich kid fancy like bmw driving type of environment that these kids are in in this beverly hills high and ties really like the outsider but share of course immediately is drawn to her because she sees her as this like project that you know she can kind of bring to like the popular crowd and really like make something of ty again whether ty is asking for it or not but that of of course will play out in a really funny way as the film progresses and then of course there's paul rudd who was super young at the time um and he plays uh shares ex stepbrother josh so like her father was previously married a few times and josh was just one of the stepbrothers that she used to have and um he basically comes back um just to kind of visit i think for spring break um just for the time being and he also Um, wants to be a lawyer so her father is that so he kind of works as an intern with the dad um, just hanging around the house um, learning from Mel and you know just they they have like their banter between each other as like ex-step siblings 
Um, but there might be more than meets the eye with that as well. And so some standout components, there's so many, and I really had to like work to narrow this down, but I'm going to try my best to really get through everything efficiently. And so you really walk away from this podcast going, you know what? I've never seen this movie. I have to go watch it because really like this is not acceptable. If you've not seen this movie, it is acceptable, but like you just got to go watch it after this podcast. So um, in terms of the writing, so Amy Heckerling is really, she's just a great writer overall. And this film has this quick wit that is just constantly able to be hilarious and genuine without depending on vulgarity, um, which is something that a lot of modern teen comms, in my opinion, or comedies in general nowadays teen, tend to do. You know, comedy, I'm, I'm for, for, as a fan of comedy, I tend to gravitate towards like whether it's a, whether it's a show or it's um, like a stand-up comic or a film in this case. I'm always of the mindset when it comes to like different mediums of comedy that like if the jokes are clever, like you typically don't, I think, need to depend on like vulgarity or just forced like just really over the top, like in your face, like loud humor to really make a lasting impact and like to me, Clueless has these characters, specifically teen characters, that are really given smart dialogue that is both memorable and impacting, which I think is so rare. Like, I, I mean, I think, like, maybe, like, the last movie I can think of that's, like, kind of, I mean, it's not really current, but, I mean, within, like, the last 20 years, I mean, I guess Mean Girls is kind of in that range, like, perks of being a wallflower like there's there are sometimes teen comedies that are are smart and clever but like there are so often juno's another one there are so few i think nowadays that like that do it so well as clueless did at the time and i still think clueless like regardless of you know of course the 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 year of course that this came out 1995 i mean yeah like they're using like old looking cell phones and like you know, some of the cars are like older and things like that, but like, it really is timeless in my opinion, um, because the writing is so strong because it is so like every character is really given like really memorable, like crazy good lines. And it's just so funny. And so like, I mean, I can quote easily quote this entire movie because the writing is that good. Like, it's not because I just have a good memory. It's because that the the writing and like the delivery and the performances are so good, especially Alicia Silverstone. I mean, she was like born to play Cher. Like, I mean, I still think, you know, if you follow her like social media and things, you know, Alicia Silverstone still speaks about Clueless in a positive light all the time because it really is like the role that she is like known for still to this day. I mean, and she's been in other things, but like, it's just like, that's, it's just one of those roles that like, I think it's like a once in a lifetime thing for, for actors that like when they get a role like that, it just comes with a territory that like people are going to love you forever for like that part. And I think she's really cool about embracing that. So that's awesome. Um, another standout component, in my opinion, is, of course, the story. You know, like I said, the story, the characters are kind of written loosely around, like, Jane Austen's Emma. And the story of Clueless is a really sweet story. Like, it's it's funny. And, I mean, and there are, like, some, you know, sexually undertone jokes. There's some, like, drug stuff and jokes and things like that. But it's funny. 
and it's like presented in a funny way but like the underlying story of the film is so sweet and it's a really great story the film really is about like you know people just because Cher wants to help but like it's not always necessary and so it's kind of about like people not wanting to not not being able to just you know put other people where they feel like they should be um, and just kind of really letting people like do their own thing and like sure kind of has to learn that like people are just people and whether you think there's this potential like they you think they should date that person or you think you know they should do this with their life or whatever like it's not really up to you and like she really does mean well and she's not trying to like get involved and, and be nosy just you know to be annoying like she really just wants things to be like as good as they possibly can be and like it's all about like letting life kind of work its way out by really backing off from like that control. And it's not that Cher is necessarily a control freak, but she does kind of like to have her finger on the pulse of like what's going on. And she kind of has to grow up through the film and really learn like, okay, you got to just let people like do their thing. And like, if stuff doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. And like, I'm going to, you know, like do like worry about like your own motivations when doing things in the world. Like, and she has like this this very charitable nature to her and she learns that like she can really just be that like she can really just be like a really giving charitable person without like you know expecting anything to come from it other than just like someone else is going to benefit in a good positive way and so i i think that idea for especially for a teenager comedy is really smart and it's really sweet and just it just, you know, there are, it just shows like kind of like the goodness that people can have. And yes, it's a film, but like there are people like in the world that exist that really just, they have like the best intentions. And sometimes you just kind of have to like grow up a little bit to sort of navigate that. And and she, we get to really follow her through this film as she, you know, has those realizations about like, about things, because there's a lot of times in the film, actually a lot of things that, you know, in the first part of the film she kind of sets out to you know work with certain people like ty her one of her best friends that you know is the new girl at school she tries to work with her to like you know be popular and dress a certain way and look a certain way and and you know ty is kind of like naive herself and she's down and she kind of like embraces the friend of Cher and and dion and just you know lets them kind of do this makeover and you know Cher tries to like pair her with other like this this these other guys like that because she thinks like oh you know ty has this personality she totally hit it off with these people and um and like it doesn't necessarily go according to plan because again ty has her own personality and ty has the things that she's looking for and she doesn't really it doesn't work out the way Cher exactly plans out and i think it's just really it's really heartwarming, especially towards the end of the film when she starts to have these realizations that like she sees how, you know, how much happier Ty is to really go after what she wants rather than like having someone like push her along to like do these things. And and it's it's just really like a cute thing just to see that work out in that way. Um, and that's to me, that is life. I mean, I think there's a lot of people. I mean, sometimes I myself feel like that where, you know, we want things to be a certain way because it needs to be like as good as it should be. Right. And, and it's like, yeah, but it doesn't need to be like forced and pushed on the people. And like, sometimes things just work out, you know, and that's pretty much what happens. Um, another standout component for this film of clueless is the simplicity factor. It's a very straightforward story. Um, that's something that's always so striking to me. Like if you really strip away everything of clueless and just kind of outline the concept, 
it's a very straightforward story. It's very, it's very basic. It's, um, you know, we have characters that start out one way through the middle of the film. They're kind of learning a, a lot of things. And by the end, they've learned it and they've kind of grown up the end. But because it's built with this foundation of just solid characters, we are taken kind of, I, I, I remember just really be take, take, being taken aback by the, the how impacting this film is. It just proves to me that like you don't have to be super loud and like in your face and vulgar and just like just totally like forced styles of humor and situations that are just more like shocking or gross that like that's like the the value that those things have rather than them actually being funny you don't need all of that in order to have a lasting statement and like whenever people you know talk about sort of film ratings for in for instance i'm like yeah but i've seen like pg and like this movie is pg-13 clueless i've seen you know films that are rated you know g pg and pg-13 that are some of the funniest films like i've ever seen in my life and they don't depend on like the shock value to be funny and i think it's interesting especially in like today's like modern comedy times there's a lot of funny actors out there but like they do these films or some of them write these films that are just like in my opinion they're like beneath them because they're like they're like so much funnier than what they're doing um and again it's all it's all subjective of course you know i mean there's films that i think are like dumb and like i don't think are like that funny that like other people love and and vice versa so um, it's all subjective, but I just have that really strong preference for comedy should be clever. And if it's not, it's like, get out of my face. <laughs> like, I, I just, I feel like if you excuse the idea of cleverness from a comedy film, you're kind of dependent upon like those other things that I just, I don't always find funny and clueless really as is, is strong in the way that it avoids sort of the tropes and the just typical stereotypical teenager type of comedy that you know it's easy to kind of get into with this type of subject matter it avoids those things and goes for like an alternative more like clever and sweets um and and something to learn from approach um, which i think is important it's funny because you know like amy heckerling did direct fast times at ridgemont high which has that like rated r style humor it also has like, I mean, I can watch that movie and kind of see glimpses of Clueless and kind of, I'm not surprised that she eventually was able to arrive at Clueless because the, the components in Fast Times are there. Um, it, it was just a different movie. It was diff completely different characters, um, but it still had this way of like really hearing teenagers at that time and what was being talked about and like what was going on with their conversations in that particular world. It's a totally different school than, than Beverly Hills high. And so these are all considerations to have it. I mean, fast times is a great film. Um, I just prefer clueless in that. I think it's a stronger film and I think it has stronger characters. And I think that's really important. So overall, what makes clueless great, um, of course, as I've mentioned is the comedy. I think it's one of those films that in my opinion, regardless of your background, regardless of your age, any of that, I really do think it's one of those rare universal comedies that really speaks to everyone. And it has this like just timeless quality 
that isn't so much about, you know, bringing us back to a, a quote unquote simpler time, but it's instead, I think it's just a really good craft of showing us that comedy can be clever and teens can actually be smart and funny. Like if they're trusted to be given dialogue and scripts that are like actually clever and funny, like it can actually be that. Um, and I think it just shows that we don't need to dumb down comedy just because like the subject matter is about teenagers. Like teenagers are smart and like they have intelligent, humorous things to say that don't always have to be forced because, you know, that's like the stereotype of, you know, what teachers are or uh, teenagers are talking about. So I think Clueless really understands that. And I think I remember, I don't know if it was like on the DVD, um, Clueless background stuff. I don't, I remember either reading or seeing something that like Amy Heckerling actually did spend some time doing research at schools like this just to kind of hear like the speech and and hear like the discussions that were going on between like teenagers and things to really kind of gauge like what they found funny and like what they were kind of all about what their interests are what their dreams were like what what their worries were like and i think it shows because there's really a character like in clueless i i can truly even today I can literally watch Clueless and I can find someone that is very similar to that person in my life, either currently or in the past. Like I've known every single one of the characters in Clueless in real life in my own way. And I think that is something really important um, that just makes it really great in that way that it just is so relatable to everyone. Like, I mean, there are there's there's so many jokes um, about just various topics. And I think that they're treated with just respect and like they're really treated with um just this desire to rather to be funny rather than um just be groundbreaking and, and it's not like offensive humor that again falls for the same tropes and and stereotypes and stuff it goes in a, a much more clever direction and i think that just is just clueless in a nutshell um i also think and in a lot of people you know when i've talked to people about this film um, you know, everybody I think that I know that seen it can probably easily, you know, quote so much of the film as well. But one thing I always like to talk about with Clueless is the casting. The casting of Clueless is like so good. Like I can't even remember the last time that universally like the casting all around with every part of the film was like perfectly cast. There are literally so many great actors in this film that like everyone is a scene stealer. Every single actor is a scene stealer. Like there's scenes where like Cher's kind of in the background and they're like observing something. Like there's there's a situation where she's trying to get like two of her teachers together because she thinks like they hit it off or whatever. And so her and Deanna are like kind of watching this happen, this, this interaction that they've kind of forced to happen. And um, it's just like the actors that play the teachers are just so like sweet and and like they really capture the moment and i think that is just the casting in general for this film like the characters that even have significantly less screen time are given memorable lines and moments that just it's like they like there's so much love i think that really went into this script like you can really just feel it because there's not really a throwaway character in this film like everybody kind of gets like a moment everybody gets like a bit of resolve and you don't see that anymore. I mean, you, I, I, I mean, there's so the cast is so large as well, and the, sometimes there's a couple characters even in this film that like, you know, they start out one way and you think, oh, like okay, this is kind of their purpose, and you know, okay, cool, whatever. 
but then they kind of come back around towards the end of the film and you're like, oh, like they're actually like, they actually have like an a lasting impact in this film. Okay. That's cool. Like, and, and Amy Heckerling really took the time, I think, to just like, to not really forget um, her characters and to really just respect the characters that she's created and written um, to really give them, you know, even if they aren't in the movie a long time, just to really give them that strong dialogue and, and some form of memorable moment that just like we as the audience can really have the time to appreciate because, you know, writing is hard and like um, to write so many diverse characters. I mean, it's it's one of those things where the casting is so good and like the performances are so, are so strong that like you could probably put just the lines of dialogue and like I can immediately put the face to the person who spoke it because they performed that line so well. Um, and that I cannot say about every film. I really, really can't. The last point I wanted to make as to why Clueless, in my opinion, is so great and worthy of something that is just I know that I love is, in my opinion, it really is the best teen comedy of all time. I, I, I know that's a strong statement, but I stand by it. As I've mentioned before, I think Mean Girls is probably like in the last 20 years, I think Mean Girls is probably one of those comedies and I will be talking about that film as well but um it is the closest in terms of like clever writing that's I think gotten almost to that sort of clueless spectrum of comedy but clueless to me stands um as the greatest teen comedy of all time because it really just shows what comedy can and in my opinion what comedy should be when it comes to strong writing quick dialogue and memorable memorable characters with all being the main focus i think when you can have all of those elements come into with all of these powers combined <laughs> um i really think you it makes for just like a fluid memorable impacting comedy and i think clueless just it like literally checks off every box for me like it has everything i could want in a comedy i just cannot love this film any more than i do and that is why I know I love it is that that is why I know, know I love Clueless because of all of these reasons. And so if you have not seen Clueless, um, please, for the love of God, um, go watch it. I mean, go watch it. It's a very easy. It's a very easy film to get through. And it just to me is like. I, I would tell people like, you know, if, if someone asked me like, well, Kevin, like, what's your sense of humor? Like, what's your style of humor? I would be like, go watch Clueless and get back to me. Then you'll know. Because it's like, that's my style of comedy. Like, that's the, that's the, the, the complete core of like comedy that I enjoy watching. Um, it's kind of the comedy I like to speak to um, with other people when I'm interacting with them. It's just silly humor that's, you know clever and and just quick-witted um that's what i like and so clueless checks off all those boxes for me so i cannot believe i managed to condense all of that like i feel like there's so much more things i could talk about maybe i'll do a part two someday who knows but um i really hope you all enjoyed the episode and until next time thanks again for listening Thank you for listening to the I Know I Love podcast. If you like what you heard, please follow me, Kevin Craddock, on Instagram at I Know I Love Podcast. Here you can find current information and links to future episodes as they are produced. Thanks again for listening.